0: Well hello there my friends, Rafi from the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics and there are tectonic shifts happening in these last few weeks. This week there is something big happening in China, specifically in the silver vaults. We'll go into the exact numbers. There's a big shift happening in the bond market, in the treasury market, in the 10-year yield. There are bigger things going on in Japan, in the yen, and in the 10-year yield in Japan. We're talking patterns that go back to 1968. We're looking at a possible final dollar liquidity crunch, which means that there will be extreme demand for the dollar as defaults accelerate, and companies need dollars to service their higher interest rate debt. This will eventually lead to the final printing round by the Federal Reserve, which will lead to the break of the short squeeze on the dollar and the beginning of the short squeeze on money itself, which is gold and, of course, silver. We are headed straight into the final hyper deflationary collapse, followed by the final hyper inflationary explosion. It is coming, it is big. They're real and they're spectacular. And it is necessary to stay calm and collected and emotionally stable and understand what we are about to go through. And before we get to this week's Silver Report, our sponsor, Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. News came out yesterday, Fortuna completes acquisition of Chesser Resources, strengthening its position in West Africa. Fortuna Silver Mines is pleased to confirm the completion of the previously announced acquisition of Chesser Resources Limited. Fortuna has acquired 100% of the fully paid ordinary shares in consideration for 0.0248 of one common share of Fortuna. Fortuna has acquired a new resources for a total of 5.1% of its outstanding shares. It is increasing its portfolio at what I believe are great prices because miners are severely depressed right now. And we're going to get into that right now because it's a great segue. So my favorite gold and silver analyst, Daniel Oliver, as many of you know, says in his latest report, and he mentions gold and silver miners like Fortuna, this backdrop, the backdrop we are currently in, he is talking about uh, the qe that is going on right now the delayed qe meaning the qe that is coming in from reverse repos that money was printed in 2020 and 2021 and never made it into the banking system but now it is and gold and silver do not necessarily like the initial bursts of qe because They benefit other asset prices first. So he says in this paragraph, this backdrop makes gold investors and silver investors by extension, understandably frustrated as we all are, as I know we all are, but we still know what is true. And that is what is important. The final end of the Keynesian experiment approaches, he says. Boy, is he right. Yet gold is uninspiring and the miners are a disaster. Let's not sugarcoat it. That's true. And still we are right. Because the truth is with us, and it will be revealed in short order. He continues. Consider, however, that while the gold miners liked the initial printing to save the system in 2009, it did not like QE's 2 and 3. The previous plunge began in late 2011, right as the Fed was scheming to expand its balance sheet by another 60%. Gold miners fell and fell. This is not the first time that gold miners have been impacted negatively by ongoing QE, which is happening right now, which has been happening for a year now, meaning the reverse repos are emptying into the banking system. That is the QE. It is delayed by two years. Anyway, then investment funds closed and the miners fell more. When the stocks finally turned, it was explosive. That will happen again. The delayed QE is causing similar conditions. Absurdly high valuations in tech. See NVIDIA and absurdly low in gold mining and silver mining by extension. The deficits, the QEs, the cresting bubbles in crypto and such, they are not what drives the gold price or the silver price to the next level. The missing piece is the lagging consequences of these developments, the financing crisis to come, and the central bank's inevitable reaction. We are nearly there. I can smell it. I can feel it in my bones. We are in to the next deflationary crash in asset prices. I do not know whether this is going to include gold and silver and that's why personally, and this is not advice, I am not selling anything. I do plan on buying any deflationary crash aggressively, which is just like what happened in 2020, but it might not come in the miners. But if it does, we have to be mentally and emotionally ready. And now we're gonna go into why I see this deflationary crash, this dollar liquidity squeeze, as imminent. Could it be a few months away? Yes, but I see the signs on the horizon. First slide in this week's uh, very important, I think, silver report to understand what is going on in silver. We begin in Shanghai. Now, uh, thanks to uh, a tweet from Oriental underscore ghost, uh, I think his first name is Bai. I forget his last name, but look him up on Twitter. He's a very important account now, new, relatively new in this space, I think. I might be wrong there. Uh, he puts a chart out from the Shanghai Exchange, and he says here, SGE, Shanghai Gold Exchange, I think that's what it stands for, keeps going up. Morning closed price, 473.04 yuan per kilo, which equates to 20, 2015 an ounce. Premium being 7.3%. That is a new all-time record. Uh, we saw that the FT had reported that the the People's Bank of China was supposedly capping gold imports, but it was relaxing its restrictions. So we were th- thinking that maybe the premium would go down, but it is not because the last registered number on gold charts are us, uh, which tracks these numbers was 6.1% on gold. Now it is 7.3% as recorded here by Oriental Ghost. Uh, but let's go to the next chart. So Bao, here's his name, Bao Xiaojun. That's why I didn't remember his name because, you know, I'm Caucasian or Jewish or are those the same thing. I don't know, racially, whatever. Uh, the silver vaults on SFE continue to significantly outflow to 19,256 kilograms today, biting a new low in recent years. Ow. Hmm? Ow. The trading volume of silver has not increased and the large outflow of physical goods indicts I guess I would mean, suggest uh, whatever, an increase in settlement in the physical ratio and delivery ratio. I mean, more people that are already tra- have already been training are taking delivery on this physical silver from Shanghai, says Bao Xiaojun. So we see the numbers here in that box, uh, down 19,256 kilograms, I think, uh, in a day. Now, we're going to go to the bond market because something very big is happening there. And you can probably... Feel the excitement in my voice and the tension. Uh, I am remaining calm, and but I can't really hide the excitement and seeing these uh, humongous numbers, especially in the bond market. And the bond market is much bigger than the silver market by you know dollars, and that's going to change when these things change. But uh, you'll see here, this is bond futures. This is not yields. This is inverted. Uh, right? We have a double bottom in bond prices that was just broken through today. Uh, in the 10-year yield. But if we zoom out, we'll see what big things are happening here. Let's zoom out to 1962, it looks like. Okay, so this little dotted line here, horizontal line, uh, you can see here this is where we are now at 5.35%. We have a touch on the 2008 high here, just before the financial crisis, a touch uh, in 1998 on the 1998 Asian financial crisis lows, And going all the way back to 1966, 1967, uh, 1968, something like that, that was the last support before we headed into the ultimate top in 1981, engineered by Volcker to save the dollar. The final resistance will break at the 2008 line here. Maybe this is technicals. Nothing is 100% in technicals. Uh, and the next support line we have are, what, about 5.5? And this this could really spin out of control pretty quickly. Exactly how quickly? I don't know, but the, everything else in the market is unstable, so why not this? Okay, now we're going to move to Japan. The Japan 10-year yield in this chart is even more long-term. We have Japan breaking down, the yield breaking up at 0.75 percent that doesn't sound very high but it is touching the 2013 high we are at that final resistance uh we'll see what happens if it breaks the yen going back to the 1970s we are very close to the final resistance here and this number in 1990 april of 1990 Uh, is 158.85. Let's call it an even 160. Right now, I put this number here. It's blocked here by this little number here. But the number right now on the yen is 148.37 to the dollar. We are within 10 handles of reaching that final support. And as the 10-year Japanese yield rises, the yen will continue to weaken because who owns all of these Japanese bonds? It is the Bank of Japan itself, the issuer of the yen. So as, paradoxically, as Japanese interest rates head higher, the yen should continue to weaken as a trend. And once it breaks this support, all hell could break loose in Japan, in the yen, and by extension in pretty much everything connected to the yen, which is everything because the the Keynesian fulcrum in the system is, is the yen. That is the most Frankenstein of the Keynesian experiments in all currencies. Showing more evidence of an imminent dollar squeeze or one that is already beginning to happen is that we have broken through the 50-week moving average decisively. We are at 105.73. That is the final uh, resistance here from uh, the beginning of march it looks like 2023 once we head here we are headed technically speaking towards the all towards the the highs at 118 here that were hit in october of 2022 so there the dollar squeeze is beginning the demand for the u.s dollar to service all uh dollar-denominated debt in the world is starting to increase we're seeing the signs coming out already this is starting uh, the miners, what happens to them, I don't know exactly and I can't predict because the final deflationary panic might not affect miners. It might and we have to be ready for either scenario, which means do you do not panic or I do not panic. I'm saying what I do. I do not panic and sell my positions now expecting a, a freak out. I'm not doing that because if I do that and I'm wrong, I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to let the miners do what they need to do. Uh, And I'm not going to freak out by any specific movement that will be short term and then reversed when the Fed finally turns around, which it absolutely will. I just wanted to check in on what is going on in Argentina politically. Argentina, of course, is Spanish for the land of silver. Argentina is the land of silver and would be a great place for the monetary revolution to begin and the best possibility for that. Now, I do not put my faith, in any political leader I understand that politics is a limited resource I get it still uh we're going to look here at the polls here of Milei who wants to open up the economy have competing currencies and I have encouraged him to include gold and silver to have to allow money to compete with currencies and that way he can really open Argentina and make it the land of silver we'll see what he does this guy is passionate and he understands money he's like if you imagine Trump and Trump really understanding monetary economics in a deep sense, he would be Millet. Uh, So here we have Mile, and his numbers are slightly going down, but not relative to the other candidates. The first three, the, the three leading candidates and Mile here is in the purple. I believe that's purple. I'm not sure if it's purple. I'm just guessing it's purple. And I'm assuming this them in the middle is blue. Uh, what is really increasing here is the Not sure, candidate. President Not Sure. I'm not sure if you have entered the name Not Sure. Is this correct? Not Sure. No, it's not correct. Thank you. Not is correct. My last name is Not Sure. Thank you. What I mean is my... Under President Not Sure's leadership, a new era gone. The Argentinian polls were very wrong when Millet, the libertarian monetary economist, had a surprise victory in the primaries. The primaries are on October 22nd. A mile victory could mean a lot for gold and silver. Uh, As Argentina would abandon its hyperinflating currency and move to other currencies and hopefully to gold and silver as well, we'll see if he succeeds. And even if he doesn't, he will expand the public conversation into more liberty directions, which is the primary purpose, I believe, of politics is to steer, uh, lead or follow depending on the atmosphere to lead or follow human discourse amongst ourselves. And we need a breakout in discourse and what we can discuss and a renaissance in ideas of liberty. And that can begin in Argentina with silver in the land of silver. There was a time in this country when reading wasn't just for fags and neither was writing. People wrote books and movies, movies that had stories. So you cared whose ass it was and why it was farting. And I believe that time can come again. This is Rafi of The End Game Investor. There's a lot of big stuff going on. It's heavy. It's important. And it requires our attention and our calm and our collectedness and our faith. And if you enjoyed this silver report, then please sign up for a two-week free trial of The End Game Investor at the link in the description below or become my patron on Patreon where I give a weekly Torah class on gold, silver economics and the Torah and provide spiritual guidance for the community, for the gold and silver community, which needs to stay on top of itself and stay calm and collected and cool and rational and spiritual as well. I'll see you guys next week and who knows what the hell is going to happen.